Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of AdMail. This is Adam Bergman, founder and CEO of IRA Financial. I'm here to help you find the answers to the most frequently asked questions from my clients about self-directed retirement accounts. If you want to learn more, you can subscribe to our YouTube channel and follow us on social media. Just search IRA Financial. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of AdMail. I'm Adam Bergman, tax attorney and founder of IRA Financial. And on today's AdMail, we are going to be talking about Roth IRAs, real estate, cryptos, and trying to use real estate owned in an IRA for personal purposes. So think of a variety of good questions from YouTube, from Zach in Austin, and from Facebook. Um, Try to provide a nice mosaic of questions. Uh, Lately, honestly, been getting a lot of crypto-related questions. So didn't want to just do three crypto questions because not everyone, believe it or not, loves cryptos and wants to invest in cryptos. So trying to be diverse and uh, also uh, be, I think, fair and equitable and try to touch on various um, areas, whether it's IRAs and 401ks and just different investment questions that uh, I think uh, all of you will enjoy and learn from. So uh, these are the three best I got from the week prior. Again, if you want to send in questions, please do. Uh, You can hit us up on YouTube, IRA Financial, Facebook, Instagram. Our Instagram page is looking really, really good lately. So check it out. Uh, Some really good 30 second videos um, that I've been working on. So I think uh, you guys will enjoy them. Also Twitter and um, LinkedIn or Facebook, or you can email at info at IRA Financial and uh, just write Ask Adam and uh, or Adam Mail and um, it'll come to me. So let's start with the first question from YouTube and it says, can I use my Roth IRA and traditional IRA in the same transaction to buy real estate? So the answer is yes. Generally what clients do is they will either fund an LLC, so they'll set up an LLC, and then the IRA and the Roth will fund it simultaneously and profits, losses, income distributions will go pro rata. And pro rata means based off percentage interest. So if the Roth puts in 60,000 and the traditional puts in 40, everything goes 60-40. Can you switch up the percentages? So the Roth puts in 60,000 but gets 90% of the profit. Don't do it. Um, the partnership tax rules are quite complex and Basically, when you modify allocations based that are not off percentage interest, they need to have substantial economic effect. 704B, 704C allocations, complex. And generally, if you're only doing it for tax purposes, you can't do it. Um, so you, you hear situations where people try to allocate capital gains you know, in the non-retirement world and ordinary income to this person who has losses. Uh, don't do it. You're going to probably fail the, the test. So in this case, I suggest everything going percentage interest fund it once at the same time, the traditional Roth. It's riskier if the traditional starts and then the Roth comes in six months, a year, five years later. Why? Because potentially it could trigger a primitive transaction, although it's kind of a gray area because um, it's hard to argue personal benefit, but technically the NT is disqualified and an IRA is a disqualified person. So investing an IRA into an entity that's already owned by an IRA could potentially trigger the prohibited transaction rules. Although again, there's no personal benefit, so I'm not sure the IRS would really pursue it because 
generally what they want to prevent is uh, the individual personally enriching themselves or a family member. And here it's, it's all IRAs. Uh, but what it does bring into play is um, partnership accounting and something called step up and basis and capital accounts and it's complex uh, accounting rules when you bring in a partner after the partnerships already in formation and funded uh, because you need to um, basically book or build, build in the gains and allocate them to the existing partner so that the new partner comes in, doesn't have um, any allocation of, of existing gains. Possible, just a lot more complicated. So I suggest fund the entity or the investment simultaneously at the onset with the multiple uh, retirement accounts, but you can do it. So thank you for that question uh, coming from YouTube. Second question is from Zach Cave, Austin, Texas, and he wants to know, can I use a non-recourse loan to purchase cryptos and not pay any UBTI tax because I have a solo 401k? So very good question, Zach. We all know what the UBTI tax, unrelated business taxable income tax, it's a 37% max tax when you do three things. Use margin to buy stock, which is kind of like what you're doing, in an IRA or 401k. Invest in an active trader business through an IRA or 401k, and the business is a pass-through entity like an LLC. Remember, if it's a corp like Apple, it blocks in that income, so there will be no UBTI when you invest in corporations like publicly traded companies. That's why you probably haven't heard much on the UBTI tax. It's because the C-Corp blocks the application of the UBTI tax. And since 99.99% of all public companies are C-Corps, you're not going to have to deal with the UBTI tax in that context. And thirdly, in the case of an IRA, you use a non-recourse loan to buy real estate. And that's part of the real estate acquisition indebtedness. Now, I said IRAs and not 401ks on the acquisition category because there's an exemption under 514C9 of the Internal Revenue Code that allows a 401k to use a non-recourse loan leverage. When I say non-recourse, a loan you do not personally guarantee. Why am I saying personal guarantee? Because Internal Revenue Code section 4975 says you're not allowed to personally guarantee an obligation of your IRA. So we know anytime you use a retirement account, the loan must be non-recourse. So if you use a non-recourse to buy real estate, 514C9 exempts 401ks from the application of the UBTI tax, but it doesn't do that for IRA. So let's look at your question in, in more detail now, now that we've kind of set out the rules regarding unrelated business taxable income and retirement accounts. We have a situation where you want to do a non-recourse loan, not to buy real estate, but to buy cryptos. So the third category of real estate acquisition indebtedness, that exemption under 514C9 will not apply, Zach, because it's not real estate. Cryptos are not movable. They're, you know, they're essentially you know, intangible assets uh, that are movable. They're not property uh, in the real estate sense. So that's not going to work. Uh, now you're in the situation where it probably looks more like margin to buy stock, and that's going to be subject to UBIT, whether you use an IRA or 401k. So if you decide to, to use margin to buy cryptos, obviously it's risky, volatile crypto market. Um, just be careful. Uh, has to be a non-recourse loan, can't personally guarantee it. And then also make sure that some of those gains are going to be subject to tax. 
So for example, if you put $50,000 in, in cash down and you borrowed 50,000 on a non-recourse basis, now have 100 grand to buy cryptos and you make 20,000 a profit, 50% of that 20,000, which is uh, equates to the loan being used, that would be subject to the UBTI tax, which can travel as high as 37%. So just be cautious about using leverage uh, when it's not real estate related. That's involving either an IRA or 401k. The big exception deals with solo 401ks and real estate acquisition. And unfortunately, cryptos will not satisfy that definition, Zach. So there you go. Thanks, though, for the question. Third question, Facebook. I get this question a lot, so I just kind of wanted to throw it in there. Uh, I have a property in my IRA and I'm over the age of 59 and a half. How can I start to use the property personally? So the answer is, it's simple. Get the property valued and take a taxable distribution. Once you're over 59 and a half, whether if you have a traditional IRA or 401k, there's no 10% early distribution penalty. That means you're just going to pay tax on the fair market value of the real estate. Not what you paid for it, not your cost basis, what it's worth on the day you want to take the distribution. So you don't need to sell it to yourself. All you need to do is just notify your custodian, or if you have a 401k, get the property valued, and then essentially um, complete a distribution request form and just retitle the property. That's it. Um, that's essentially what's going on. As long as you pay the tax, you're over 59 and a half, and the traditional IRA or 401k, um, context, you're not going to pay any 10% early distribution penalty, but you need to get it valued. You can use an online source. I would make sure it's independent. Don't, don't do it yourself. Uh, have a, a broker do it or go on a website or use property tax assessments. Some clients will take two independent values and then choose the more expensive one just for uh, reasonableness and efficiency stamp so that the IRS you know, probably will leave you alone. Again, the IRS doesn't have to agree with any of your values, but at least if it's independent, uh, it's going to be much harder for them to contest it. Um, just don't do it yourself. And if it's in a Roth, as long as you're over 59 and a half and the Roth's been open five years, so that's an and, not an or, you have to be over 59 and a half and the Roth must be open at least five years, you can pull the property out tax-free. So you value, I guess, just get it valued for whatever purpose, but that's not that relevant because you're not going to pay tax. There's not going to be any tax you'll have to report on your 1040. And if there's no tax you need to report, the IRS will be less concerned with the value. Again, if you're doing this in a pre-tax context, value is key. That's what the IRS actually focuses most of its audits on, believe it or not, is not prohibited transactions, but it's on value. That's what they're most concerned with, with alternative assets. And that's why you actually, they actually don't allow you to buy collectibles with your IRA because they're concerned that it's much harder to get a fair market value for the asset, right? How much is the, um, I don't know, the Barry Bonds or the uh, LeBron James rookie card? If you go on eBay, some people will sell that card for 20 grand and some people for 50 bucks, right? It makes no sense. My kids are into baseball cards. I, I look for a card. On eBay, one guy selling it for 18,000 bucks, another person selling it for 800. It's a 10 or a nine in terms of its uh, quality, I mean, whatever. It's totally arbitrary. Um, real estate less so, right? There's more of a market, obviously stocks, crypto is more of a market. There's liquidity. So um, that's why uh, value is super important. 
Uh, value means tax revenue to the IRS. Tax revenue is something that's dear and important to the IRS. So this is something that they care very uh, much about. So make sure you have an independent audit. You don't need to spend 50,000 bucks on an audit. You can use an online source, a realtor, even tax records. I would take two, the tax record and an independent source, pick the more expensive one just to show you're a fair and reasonable person and then pay tax on it on your 1040, quick claim the property to yourself or if it's in an LLC, just amend the operating agreement can do that for you to show instead of the IRA or 401k being the owner that you are now and then you can enjoy the fruits of that property and um, you know live in it or do what you wish with it. So there you go. That's a great question from Facebook. I get that a lot. I uh, just thought I'd kind of share the answer with you. I know it's kind of a, it's more of a beginner type question, I would say, but it's still a good one because uh, I get I get the question a lot from even some sophisticated investors we're just not sure do you sell it to yourself like what's the process for transacting with your ira and the, the answer is just take the distribution get it valued quick claim it into your name personally or just amend the llc operating agreement to show you own it instead of the ira or 401k and then you're all set you, you're good to go and pay tax and uh enjoy the the property personally so Thank you, Zach. Thank you, uh, person from YouTube and Facebook. Uh, really appreciate uh, the questions. I uh, hope you guys enjoyed today's ad mail. Again, if you have more questions or if you have any question, and I'll say this, what I, I say almost every podcast, there's no stupid question. It's the first thing they tell you in law school. There's no stupid questions. Every question is a good question. So don't be shy. Send them in. Uh, I'll do my best to grab them. I get lots of them. Uh, I try it again, bring a diverse uh, array of questions to the table. So uh, I got a bunch in my pocket, but keep them coming. I appreciate it. Uh, you guys are awesome. It's probably my favorite podcast because I, again, I, I educate myself. Some really, really good questions that I got to prepare for and, you know, kind of make sure uh, I'm good to go and, and have all the right info that I can you know, succinctly uh, describe and explain the, the answers to all you in a, a very simple uh, and easy to understand format. So Thank you. You guys are doing me a favor by helping me stay uh, fresh and um, keeping me super motivated to keep learning. So thank you uh, again. If you haven't subscribed, please do. Um, you'll get notified each time we drop a podcast. Or if you're listening, if you're watching on YouTube, thank you. Subscribe to our channel. We drop five um, videos and three podcasts a week that you can watch. Um, on YouTube. So there you go. Uh, appreciate it. Stay safe and talk to everyone again next week.